You're listening to Wealth Tech on Deck, a podcast about the future of wealth management technology, brought to you by Life Yield. Here's your host, Jack Sherry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wealth Tech on Deck. This is the podcast where we talk to industry leaders about the strategies they and their firms are executing around the future of human and digital advice. Today, we are talking with my good friends, Rose Palazzo and Eric Lordy of Morgan Stanley. Rose is Managing Director of Financial Planning, and Eric is a Managing Director who leads the effort around WealthDesk, the place where advisors manage household portfolios. Together, they have led, along with many other colleagues at Morgan Stanley, they have led the firm in building the most comprehensive wealth management platform in our industry. Rose and Eric, welcome. Good to have you here. Thanks, Jack. Great to be here. Thanks so much, Jack. Yeah. So there's a clear trend toward coordinating the key elements of a comprehensive ecosystem or platform. I can name 15 major firms assembling what you all have been building and continue to build in terms of the necessary elements to have such a platform. So you both have been working on building this ecosystem for many years. And Rose, if you would start, let our audience know, first, what's your role? What do you do there? And then Eric, if you would do the same, just sort of fill people in on what you do and the role you play in in building out the the wonderful uh, platform that you guys are building. Absolutely. So I have financial planning at Morgan Stanley, and that includes the development of the platforms that our financial advisors use with clients to help gain an understanding of what's important to them and run analyses that uh, align the investment advice that they provide with those goals that our clients have. Great. And Eric, why don't you talk a little bit about what you do? Sure. So I think uh, Rose and I are kind of uh, brother-sister applications that work together. So <laughs> Rose is on the, the planning side, I would say. This is the investment uh, proposal, analysis, and implementation side of things. So uh, I head up the advice platform so we can implement very seamlessly with the, with the planning piece, and then we can drive kind of a single experience for advisors and their clients. Yeah, and if I could, let me expand on what you both are doing a little bit. So for those that are, a lot of people that listen to the podcast are looking at doing the same for their firms or busily trying to catch up to you all. Uh, just to give a sense of what a platform might look for, look like, you need some data aggregation, which feeds into a planning tool. The planning tool suggests how to map out the future for the uh, investor. That leads typically to an investment proposal. So Rose is the front end of all that with uh, what she's doing with her team in terms of uh, understanding what people are trying to achieve. And then Eric picks up there with a proposal. Uh, what what makes sense given what they already own, what they might want to add to their portfolio or rearrange or addressing asset allocation, asset location, household rebalancing over time, and ultimately withdrawals. So those that's that's a high level look at what an ecosystem looks like, a platform looks like. And the challenge, as you all know, and Rose, I'm gonna start with you on this. All that stuff's pretty complicated. So Talk a little bit about the journey to date. Planning is far and away the most popular application in our industry, but it's to what end? In other words, people want to find out what the client wants to achieve, but talk a little bit about how you marry up with the work that Eric's team does in terms of doing the plan and then the implementation. What does that look like? What have been some of the challenges as you've been building out uh, your side of the equation? Yeah, so you're you're right that the financial planning tools are popular applications just in terms of really providing tools that help facilitate those discussions with clients about what's most important to them and what the purpose of their money is, right? If you're, if we're investing for you, there's a reason for 
uh, the investment, we should know that and they really help facilitate the discovery and helping clients understand how the investment advice is actually supporting that objective and that goal. And there are personal goals when you, when you deal with a financial planning tool, which takes it beyond maybe the traditional know your client questionnaires or risk tolerance questionnaires, right? We're really getting down to specifics and prioritization and things like that. What we found in the past is that those tools were disconnected with the rest of the process. So you might have that discussion with the client about those goals uh, and then turn right and start investing. And that for a client was disconnected, was very much disconnected. So one of the things that we sought out to do, because planning is not new to Morgan Stanley or the industry when we started this venture, it was really about creating a connected experience for clients and advisors to say, I'm dealing with a portfolio and a set of goals that I have, or multiple portfolios and a set of goals that I have. How do we create that understanding for a client that the investment advice that I'm executing on is directly connected to that goal and here's how it's going to achieve that. And that connectivity is important, not just for the client, but for advisors. Our best uh, advisors or practitioners were having these discussions, but they had to cobble that story together or re-input data or try to explain why it looked a little different here than it did in the plan that you had. So I think you know that speaks to one of the biggest hurdles that we had, which is in a complex financial uh, picture, connecting the dots is sometimes uh, difficult and keeping things connected can be difficult. And Eric and I, kind of the brother and sister applications um, and platforms are doing just that, right? You can start a conversation at a high level, develop a strategy, and then very clearly say the next thing that I'm looking at is that strategy, but at, with an implementation lens on it. That's great. Derek, I'm going to uh, ask a question in a moment that connects the that brother-sister act that you guys have put together so well. And, and Rose, I'm going to come back to you to talk about the retirement income side, because I know that's something that you're developing over time. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But for our audience that may not understand what was just said here, it's one thing to do a plan, but a plan without implementation is only a plan. And these folks know it better than probably anybody in our industry that it's without execution, without implementation, doesn't mean much. And that, Eric, that's where the baton gets passed to you. You pick up uh, what Rose and the planning side is is developed, uh, discovered, and then now you got to implement. So why don't you talk about what that process looks like and some of the challenges therein that go along with managing a household portfolio? Yeah, sure, for sure. So look, and I think, uh, Rose, you hit all the high points there, but I think basically that shift from product thinking where we create these discrete experiences based on all those components you said, Jack, right? So, you know, the, all these different systems and products having their own experience from the way that they ingest the data around the client profile, develop a proposal, implement, and really to, you know, answer the call of, of what we've seen to work across these things because they have all that data, but then they're forced from that planning step to then go to multiple places to implement, right? So, this is really to solve that riddle. You know, planning by its nature, you know, as Rose said, you're you're naturally looking across, you're looking at the goal. It's it's at that higher level. Now, how can we reformat our systems to actually scale that thought? So you're not wearing two hats or multiple hats to implement. So that's really where the the brother sister application concept comes in. So now we're building scale on the advice side. So that when you're doing a proposal based on that plan, you don't have to go to the five different, let's call them program areas to implement this. You could robustly do it at scale across the household. You know, and this includes, you know, proposals, portfolio management, trading, reporting, right? So you're talking about a lot of reformatting that has to happen to kind of really put the client in the middle. And I think that's kind of how we try and think about, think about these things. And also, 
drive better client outcomes. You can't do that unless you start connecting these things and looking across. And it's hard. I, I don't think there's anything easy here, but it, it really is because you are modernizing these systems at the same time. And then, you know, like everybody wants to talk about digitization, there is an element to that as well, right? So not only are we cleaning up this FA experience, but we're trying to, on the other side of the coin, be holistic with clients, have that digital experience that's been enabled by a lot of the industry forces that are out there. So, you know, I think the magic is in the integration. It's really, how do we scale these things so that the engagement of the plan is actually reflected in all the downstream uh, systems that are incorporating it. Yeah. As you uh, look at all of the different things you just both have said in terms of the plan, the proposal, the ongoing portfolio management, a lot of that is oriented toward accumulation, at least as described so far. We're going to talk about income in a moment. And that's where really it gets complicated because it's as complex of all those systems are that you described of data, of plan, of goal, of managing at the household level on down to the tax lot level, it gets very, very complicated. And basically, and Eric, maybe you could comment on this before we go to the income discussion. How complex is this and what keeps you up at night? I happen to know what the challenges are, but maybe if you describe what's involved with that, because it's it's uh, it's hard. Yeah, for sure. No, and I think it's, again, it's a very much a partnership with Rose and the financial planning side so that as we work on these enablers, whether it's portfolio management at the household level and you want to do rebalance or you want to accommodate a, a tax look through to do things most effectively, or you're looking at risk across these things, it's really beyond account numbers now. A lot of this is road mapping effectively to understand, in my mind, what is kind of our end state on trading, right? We've got multiple doors for portfolio management today. How do we build a resilient foundation where we're going to give advisors what they want, which is having this flat view across these accounts and be able to drive trading and rebalancing from that flat view rather than have to go account by account and really elevating modeling and thoughts like that across these things, right? So we're driving also insights, effectiveness, scale, you know, there's a kind of a whole story here in automation too, just knowing what the best advisors are doing to guide them at that level. But I really think that's answering the call. And, and you know, Jack, we've called it UMH in the past and things like that, but I think it's more real than it's ever been. I certainly can see it in a very clear path off of what we've built. Uh, now we're really just entering that next stage of development to, to have that scale at the, the household level. And the biggest challenge, Rose, as you well know, and Eric as well, is ultimately why are we doing all this stuff? It's really to help advisors help their clients maximize retirement income. I think that's the bottom line of what we're all trying to do a better job of improving outcome from accumulation through withdrawal, including during the withdrawal phase. Talk a little bit about Rose, because I know that's part of your purview is, is the retirement income side where it's really gets complicated. So maybe talk a little bit about what you're learning as you develop capabilities around um, multi-account or household level income from, from all the different accounts and holdings in a household. Yeah, I, I think it's critically important. You know, one of our objectives when we started out was to enhance advice, right? And in order to do that, you need technology so that advisors can more quickly get to better advice, better outcomes for clients, and not just do uh, better for a certain set of clients, but be able to, to share that advice more broadly with more clients. And this is complex. I think Eric hit on a few of them, right? You're talking about multiple systems where for a lot of large firms, we've come out of account-based maybe platform or product silos, uh, and you're really having to pull everything together to understand across that portfolio how to make the best decisions. And 
you know, when we talk about moving from accumulation to decumulation, it, it actually really is the time when it's most important that the portfolio is working in concert with each other um, as one sort of uh, orchestra instead of being managed in pieces. We know that's really critically important. So the technology to put it all together, to take something that could take an advisor hours, right, to interrogate tax law information um, across these different products, all of the roles of the different potential places that these assets are sitting. And to do that for an advisor is the complexity, but it's also where we're able to improve outcomes for a larger set of clients uh, just by executing that technology in the right way. I love that orchestra analogy. It's great. It's perfect. Why don't you expand on that, Eric? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I think it goes back to what you're saying. You're, you're shifting from this kind of where advisors have been working across for a long time, right, using planning as a way to engage clients and then being forced to kind of deal with separate experiences and separate tools. We're actually trying to bring those together as all singing from the same script, right? So I think that makes a ton of sense to me as far as, the, you know, again, following that planning engagement all the way down the line from the investment proposal to our reporting, to our trading, and being super holistic with the client. So both of you are, to use a, a metaphor I borrowed from an old colleague, uh, you're changing the oil while flying the plane. So you're changing all this with existing systems in place, thousands of advisors, hundreds of thousands of clients. So uh, trillions of dollars, there's a lot at stake here. So Rose, if you would speak to this, and that is that to me, if we were to wave a magic wand, we would be able to tell advisors or using software and using all the smarts that have been accumulated at Morgan Stanley, what the next best thing is to do. And that's the, the end state. It's not here today, I know, but it will be at some point. So describe that objective. Where do you see all this going? What would you hope happens as this platform evolves and, and gets stronger and provides more capabilities and is easier to use? Yeah, I, I mean, you, you mentioning that we are changing the oil as we are flying the plane is completely accurate. Um, and I think both Eric and I chuckled a little bit because that adds to the complexity. I think some of what we've done is to pick our places and maybe to build alongside of that plane so that we can start to transition people and make that, that journey a little bit easier, that transition easier for folks. But to your point, as, the, as we start to automate things more and we evaluate how advisors are actually using these tools and finding those pain points and sort of tackling that next pain point, we think the transition becomes easier and easier. And so I think the future of this is changing a little bit of the way advisors, you know, we, we drive a lot of what we're doing based on what we see the best advisors actually executing on today and trying to make that easier. I actually think some of what we're talking about right now is going to change the model so much. We'll be able to offload some of the things that are time consuming for advisors through automation, give them more time to spend uh, doing things that uh really speak directly to providing personal advice to clients, right? Spending more time with clients. This type of technology really moves us to um, a place where the, the future of how clients and advisors interact uh, will change. Eric, you want to comment on the same in terms of that next best action concept? Yeah, and I think um, just the angle too, that we've, we've built these new tools, right? That are more connected. You know, part of this is also to decommission old tools, right? So we've started to do that. We do it very slowly, very methodically, lots of lead time. You know, I think we've defined a really good engagement model on how to do that. But part of it is to use the software to help us precondition the advisor that something is going away, right? So banners, inline training, that's a part of the software now that helps them and guides them. Also, I think 
Rose and I, you know, think about design a ton, right? There is a magic to design. There is a way to make the complex simple. We're really trying to be consistent between these applications so that advisors don't feel like they're learning something new, that they're actually going from these things seamlessly and it feels like the same workflow and pathing and things are in the right places in the same places. And we, again, have this kind of overlay of, of training that sits on top of it. So I think there's a whole kind of other transition here that happens that we've been, I think, pretty successful at to date. It's slowly decommissioning things like we have a legacy proposal tool. You know, we're, we're knocking that out this year because now we have our core investment proposal tool that's connected to planning that works across accounts, brokerage, advisory, external assets that has all the analytics in one place around risk and tax and performance, right? So, you know, I, I think a lot of this is um, there's a decommission story here too, right? That that we're using the software in a way that we're trying to, you know, align the design and make it easier for advisors. Rose, if you would comment, if uh, again, we're I'm waving my magic wand here. What does the future state look like three to five years? I'll talk at the industry level. Obviously, we don't want to share proprietary information, but what's your view? What is what is this uh, platform of the future, this connected ecosystem? What do you think that looks like? What will become the industry standard in your view as you're grappling with these issues on a day-to-day basis today? I do think the level of integration that we're talking about right now and that we've been able to achieve will be a little bit more standard, will be more standard and more commonly found because the idea of connecting the dots in these discussions with clients, I think is very critical. If we think about the um, commoditization of certain types of advice today, personalized advice, uh, where advisors are spending more time talking to clients about those things that you just can't get from a digital solution, that's sort of where we're going, right? So what that means is that the technology needs to take on some of what advisors are spending their time on today, right? And, you know, liquidation is a perfect example of what we just talked about. It can take hours to do that. Now, if we can turn that into seconds where we give advisors smart starting points and a lot of the heavy lifting has been done for them, then they're actually talking to clients about those life events that drive financial decisions that really require a personal interaction around. They're talking to clients about uh, family situations and all those things that make finances really personal. So I think the idea that we're automating things that we find to be time consuming and that we can give advisors back that time, that we're giving them these smart starting points where they're able to leverage their own sort of um, skills around that right, advice. And then I also think some of the basic advice that we have today will be shared more broadly with clients. Some of the financial advice that's available today is available to a narrow niche of folks. And so some of that will leverage technology to bring downstream and just elevate the type of advice that uh, folks are getting overall. Eric, one of the things that you and I have talked about, the, the key elements of improving outcome, that's ultimately why all this, you, you're building all this stuff is to improve the outcome for the investor ultimately. But coincidentally, it also improves the outcome for the advisor and the firm because uh, you attain more assets or consolidate more assets. You provide a better outcome, which translates into more assets under management and all the rest. And specifically, you and I have talked about cost, risk, and tax as the key drivers of that improved outcome. You want to expand on that and why that's so important and so challenging, as Rose has described, with this highly coordinated ecosystem, it's hard to pull all that off of cost, risk, and tax, which ultimately translates into a better outcome. Yeah, no, this is a, it's kind of interesting. It's almost a convergence story, right? So these are all core analytics that help engage in a conversation with the client around portfolio health and outcomes, right? So 
I think we've tackled the first phase of it, which is put these all analytics in one place, right? So when they're in proposal mode or doing a plan, they can pull from a core set of analytics, engage how they think is going to resonate with the client, and they're not jumping again to four or five different places to do that. And also that these analytics look consistent uh, from an exhibit standpoint. Also, I think there's an opportunity to digitally transform there, right? To Rose's point, to personalize for clients, you know, we think a lot about you know, what is like that bespoke experience for the client and how do we show them these analytics in a way that hopefully someday kills the PDF. But I, but I think more importantly, and Rose, I think you're going here too. It's more about the kind of guidance and automation we're building now, right? So we know, you know, once we get the holdings, no matter what it is, right? No matter what number of accounts, we can run these analytics behind the scenes, right? Before the advisor ever clicks the menu button or goes here or there to do it. I think we got to do a better job of surfacing these gauges, this guidance to show the advisor the benefit of a particular widget, right? So this analytic is telling us there's a tax benefit of X. Do you want to go further here? Or this analytic is telling us, you know, you have you know a, a volatility issue and it's being driven by this particular security uh, based on this market scenario, right? So surfacing this guidance, I think, is, is the key kind of uh, to moving forward. It's, it's almost... We know what the best practices are. How do we automate surfacing that in a way that's not overwhelming, in a way that aligns with the advisor's interests and how they're trying to talk to the client? You know, again, I think the first step is we brought it all together. Now, how do we kind of build this automation? And again, how do you make the complex simple, right? There's a lot of different ways that can go. Uh, but how do we surface these things in a timely manner to help that better client outcome, to help that engagement uh, and really drive that portfolio health concept, Jack, to where we were going? So what's interesting, and again, as, as context for our, our audience, what's being described by Rose and Eric is taking all the different elements that every firm has. There's nothing new. I'm sure there's a few things you would argue that might be new or different or differentiated at least. But we all have data. We all have uh, planning. We all have proposal. We all have portfolio management stuff. We all make feeble attempts at income. I should that's a little bit of a slap, but sorry about that. But it's challenging. It's hard. It's wicked hard, as we say here in Boston. But ultimately, what it's about is connecting those dots. And you both have touched on this, but maybe just a, a final thought before we uh, start to wind down here. How hard is this? I mean, Rose, this stuff's hard. I mean, you started many years ago with us working on this stuff. Like my colleagues here in Boston say, this is wicked hard. So talk about that. Just how hard is this? And what have you learned in that process? It's really hard. You know, the devil is in the details, right? And the integration happens on so many fronts. When we started talking about this, I think we focused on data integration, right? Like if you can integrate the data, this somehow solves itself. And it doesn't actually. Eric pointed to just consistency in the tools to make it easier, right? Like this idea that people can't learn 17 different ways to do one function, right? Like, and so the idea that when you can connect tools from a data perspective, but if people have to learn something new 17 times, it falls down, right? So I think that, you know, and I don't need to pass by the data discussion because that one is uh, probably where we spend the most time in terms of rationalizing, you know, data is stored from different places, especially when you're dealing with systems uh, that have been around for a long time. But you're talking about the data, you're talking about the experience, uh, and you're also talking about the client experience that needs to feel extraordinarily integrated and connected, like we're speaking from one voice. Uh, and that that one, it makes it difficult as well. So there's many aspects to that integration while we kind of use one term. And I think our thoughts 
initially go to one place, there, there are certainly a lot of components to it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, though, uh, to use an often used phrase, it's a journey, not a sprint. And I think the hardest thing is to get folks to lift their heads, right? Because especially in a large firm, half the battle is connecting the dots. A lot of folks are working on various facets of that problem statement. And it's more, I think, people coming together to realize we're actually all working towards a common goal, that these things can be multi-channel. In essence, again, to what you said, Jack, right? We're all acquiring clients from different spots, but really it's it's a very similar journey once they're in that wealth hopper, right? So I think it's, um, it really, to me, is a connect the dots effort. And then having that kind of true North Star about think platform first, think experience, you know, think multi-channel so you're not building things three times. That's tough stuff. But I think it once you start to build a foundation around that, you really start to focus more on these experiences and acquisition pieces to, to be consistent. So as we uh, wind down here, Rose, uh, what are three takeaways, three things you would share with uh, your colleagues in the industry of lessons learned or things they should be, be mindful of or things you've learned that uh, you wish you had known back, back when? Three sort of three takeaways for me going through this this journey. Um, one we just touched on is around the importance of the experience for our advisors and for our clients. Um, so many times we think if the functionality is is there that um, folks will use it uh, or that it becomes easy, and we really have to meet people where they are in order uh, to get people there. So that I think that to focus on experience, the integration is key for this, right? Like if you think about any platform in the future, you can't think about capabilities independently. Um, so you might focus on saying, hey, you know, planning is an important foundational component to this offering. But if you only think about that at one time, uh, the integration becomes harder and it, it really looking across, keeping an eye on the, on the uh, integrated picture uh, is really important. I would say flexibility uh, is also really important changing the oil while you are flying the plane. I think being able to flex quickly uh, and uh, make some decisions uh, that may not have been in the, in the original plan uh, is, is something that has been an important skill, I think, for all of us. Great. Great. Thank you. Eric? Yeah. So I think it's uh, just number one, don't get too obsessed with your legacy state, right? So I think that's a rabbit hole that's never going <laughs> to pay you benefits. So I think it's more of, you know, Spend some real time envisioning and collaborating and socialization around a true north end state. At least it always helps with the conversations we have because at least it orients around, you know, there's a common goal to build around and and that's really, really important to for understanding, right? Because then, you know, because everyone's going to always point out, oh, well, we do this in legacy, you know, we have to do this in the new state. And I think, you know, to think about things as a new house or that or that orchestra, <laughs> It's probably a better effort to then, okay, we can stepping stone to this very logically from that that envisioning. So I think there's definitely something to that uh, and taking your time there. Uh, you know, my point before to lift your head as much as possible, um, it, it'll pay benefits over time. So making those connections across the organization. So for, for the buy-in for sure, uh, but also for the benefit and the value and the, the kind of pro and con analysis. You know, and I, I do think there's something about there is so much complexity here. The more you can make the complex simple, whether that's through design or through prototyping, it goes a long way. It's a, for me though, and Rose, I know you feel the same way. It's very tangible, right? This has never been more tangible than I've ever seen it in the industry, right? These, this coming together, 
you know, having this integrated flow, you know, these things are, are not buried in mega menus and, you know, deep workstations. They're more apparent, they're more mobile, they're more automated, they're more guiding, like all of that is coming and it's, and it's really the magic's in the integration. And I, I think, you know, that's kind of the takeaways I see and just the velocity of technology is just fascinating right now. Right. So, you know, just being at the tip of that spear is going to be very, very important. That's great. Well, thank you both. Before we, uh, we part for now, one last question. If you would share, uh, Rose, we'll start with you. If you would share, what is something that uh, you do outside of work that people might find interesting or surprising? Something that not a lot of people know about me is that I am a big opera fan. Uh, and when I was younger, I actually performed with an opera company uh, in New Jersey. And more recently, I um, got a new puppy and I'm doing a lot of puppy training. <laughs> so I'm spend, spending all of my free time puppy training. That's great. I did not know that about you as a as an opera aficionado and performer. That's great. And Eric, how about you? Well, now we know the orchestra analogy. That's why she did it. Right? That's, <laughs> that's great. No, I, I used to be in a band. The band was called Shelf Life, which is probably apropos, uh, given as in short. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably out of date <laughs> at this point. But uh, it's out there somewhere if you Google it. What was your role on the band? I was the, uh, the bass player, keyboardist, and... Uh, I think it was part of the problem. You know, I thought I was the lead vocal, but the other guy also thought he was the lead <laughs> vocal. So <laughs> always competing for the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no competition between you two here. One of the things I, I know to be true of uh, building uh, complex ecosystems is it it uh, takes a village or maybe better said it takes a city. It's hard. And uh, we're all familiar with the, the concept of silo. And one of the things that uh, you two exemplify is you've made it work. Large organizations have silos and everybody wants to do it their way. And you guys have brought it together and it's uh, no small feat. So my hat is off to you. I've always admired you both in terms of what you do and how you do it. And uh, no wonder that you're the leader in the industry in terms of what uh, you've built at Morgan Stanley. Thanks, Jack. It's very nice. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wealth Tech on Deck, our ongoing conversation about improving financial outcomes for all. This podcast is brought to you by LifeYield and produced by Reverb. Subscribe to future episodes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with our host, Jack Sherry, on LinkedIn and Twitter. And for more information about our perspective on the future of financial advice, visit our website at lifeyield.com. Thank you.